I love starting the year this way and if our listener data is anything to go by, so do you. I am once again joined by Pinterest Director of Marketing for Europe, Louise Richardson, who comes to our studio armed with this year's Pinterest Predicts report. This year, look out for trends like Tropic Like It's Hot, where we'll see everything from food to decor go tropical, to making a racket where badminton's popularity is breaking out of China and seeping into things like shoes and accessories. Well, Louise, welcome to Social Minds, or should I say welcome back. And I'm so happy that we're not just doing this once again, but we are in fact doing it in person this time. I know, it feels great, doesn't it? It feels like lockdown has kind of finally ended. We're back yeah, to normal I hope now, so. It's great. Yeah, fully back to normal. It's just nice to get people in the flesh and actually have a conversation instead of doing it uh, through a screen. And as you said, you don't have to put your Christmas tree up this year. Exactly, exactly, which I am a little bit embarrassed about. I didn't bring one with me today. I have to say as well, we were, you know, on Spotify wrapped, obviously you get yours as a consumer, but as podcast producers, we get our insights from that side of things as well. Oh, of course. And for the second year in a row, guess which is the most popular episode? Oh, no. Seriously, if there's anything most listened to is Pinterest two years in a row now. Um, So if that's anything to go on, then I know that our listeners love it just as much as we do. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, it goes to show how popular the trends are, really. Like, that everybody is always so excited about them landing. And, like, I think over the last few years, we've built so much buzz that now it's a real inflection point in the year which which we're obviously thrilled about no definitely well yeah if you haven't guessed already by that and by the introduction we're here to talk again about pinterest predicts this time for 2024 yes indeed Um, and as always i want to start off with a pretty big question and this time it is what can annual forecast reports like pinterest predicts actually do for brands and advertisers why are they important for brands and advertisers so i hate to be contrary but i think you know me by now but i don't actually think Pinterest predicts is like an annual trend report. So actually, I'm just going to kind of pull that apart for for a sec. I think, you know, marketers want trends. Everybody wants to know what's the next thing happening. And I think that what we've what we've had over the last, you know, 20, 30 years of trend spotting is, is a kind of formula where we look about what people are talking about in the world already, and then we kind of either hype them up or hype them down, depending on what they are. But as you know, my little line that I say every year, we call this a not yet trending report. So, you know, without wanting to go too much into the cell, we do think that this is very different from anything else out yeah. there. Trends on Pinterest start earlier. They sustain for longer. They kind of build in a really interesting way through generations. So, you know, some might start in millennials, but actually bleed through to Gen Z and vice versa. Uh, so, yeah, so we think that, you know, the accuracy of the trends, the um, the forward nature of the trends. We're not looking back on what happened on TikTok last year. We're looking forward about what will happen how can that not be invaluable for advertisers? No, exactly. I do have to say one of my favorite things about having this chat and about the report every year is not just looking forward, but actually um, being able to sort of take stock and witness from when we spoke last year. And we've been noticing sort of all throughout the year, like after these chats, I'm always eyes open, ears open, seeing if I can spot what's, uh, you know, what's coming to life and what's coming true. So before we head into the future, I do want to stop by the past and just ask, what did we get right about 2023? Well, I mean, for the fourth year in a row, 
we had an 80% hit rate. And I won't go too much into the methodology, but that that is a load of data scientists ensuring that those trends are continuing to build and again, spreading out into different demos, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, some of my favorite ones, I loved Romcom Core. I think we talked about yeah. that last year. Um, I loved, you know, harking back to that, those Romcom days where women's fashion was quite preppy and it was quite business-like and there was a lot a lot of that going so I really enjoyed that airy styles I mean yes. that's everywhere yeah. did you see um uh Timothy Chalamet at the Wonka preview I yes mean, that was I know it's it actually looked quite uncomfortable what he was wearing but it was very airy styles. yeah it didn't look warm um and um what are some of the other ones I think oh free spirits that's another one yeah that has been everywhere you know the the proliferation of non-alcoholic mm -hmm. drinks um Pinterest did a wonderful pop-up a few weeks ago and we had uh, an amazing mocktail woman who came in and that that had cues around the block so that's still building that's still um, developing and we're still talking to advertisers about coming onto the platform and meeting the need of the consumers that are looking for alcohol-free drinks. Yeah, I think that's a really good point as well. Like, even though we're predicting for the year ahead, it's not like they stop there. Like, when we hit the new year, it's not like some of them will stop. Some of them will die out, I don't know, maybe like in July and some of them will just keep going and Definitely. keep going and keep going. I have to say for, for this sort of upcoming batch of trends, some of them I'm starting to see crop up already. I was telling Mike the other day when we got the report through that maybe I'm, I don't know, crystal ball wizard or just so ahead of my time. But to my sister's absolute shock and horror, at last year's work Christmas party, I was sporting blue eyeshadow, which I never thought I nice. would do. But I can see it was starting to make a comeback already. I was seeing, you know, bits and pieces online and from creators. And I think with that and, you know, in Christmas gift guides happening at the minute, I'm seeing people people um you know recommend lots of things with bows on bow earrings so this year out of the trends we've got blue beauty and bow stacking mm -hmm. I think are already starting to to just pop up a little bit so I guess my my question is at what point in a trends trajectory does it become Pinterest predicts worthy because you know it is a not yet trending report but they have to start somewhere before they can be included and know that they're going to get even bigger. Yeah, it's a really good question. And I think that's something that we've honed in the methodology over the years, because I think when we when we initially looked at it, it was a snapshot of what's happening right now or what has happened and, and what searches are building. We don't want things to be fads. We want trends, not fads. And I think that's really important. So we're looking at various points through the year. So we start this in March and we look at what's happening then. And then we check in again in August. We check in again right before the report. And so things like bows, yes, they're emerging now, but we have real confidence that that's going to last. So if you're jumping on that, if jumping on it, if you're um, engaging with that trend as an advertiser, um, then you've got some confidence that it's still going to be there in in the latter half of 2024, for example, mm -hmm. given the hit rate that we've got. Um, I think we found that in 2023 in our report, mushrooms had already started bubbling up into a wider public consciousness, but we knew that that was going to go even further. And I mean, if you saw last year, everything was mushrooms, like yeah. everything in Urban Outfitters had a mushroom on it and it became a real thing with Gen Z as well. So yeah. No, no, definitely. I, I do remember quite vividly seeing mushrooms everywhere. absolutely everywhere. <laughs> and I feel like that's one of those things like cottagecore became such a key aesthetic. And now it's like such a big part of Gen Z culture that things like the sort of toadstool mushroom cardigan vibe, I don't see dying anytime no, soon. No. It's just going to sort of be one of those things that helps define the culture of that generation yeah. um, and the style of that generation. Like, 
I don't know, blue makeup was for a certain point in the 90s and now it's coming back. You I am so thrilled about the blue first. makeup thing. So if I decide to wear blue eyeshadow at this year's Christmas party, I don't want to hear anything from anyone I kind of never stopped, to be honest, Eve. I was just plowing on through with that blue eyeshadow. Oh, I, I, got, I just got so scared of like the... Uh, the stigma, the yeah. stigma against it, but no, I don't, I don't care. Well, it's back anymore. with a vengeance. <laughs> I do think that every year these reports have sort of a collective theme. Like I remember really distinctly there was something about, uh, I think it was the one two years ago when it was really, really shortly after lockdown. And the overarching theme was things like we're taking back our power, like we're finding mm. any reason to celebrate. You know, we're, we're sort of doing what we can to socialise and, and get together. Like Alt Bashes was a really big one that year. And then last year I noticed a lot more in sort of the, like meditation journaling paper crafts everything was very analog instead of digital it felt like we just needed a moment to mm. disconnect and chill so my question is is there a sort of collective overarching theme this year in 2024's reports you know if we sort of look at all the trends put together can we spot any patterns that tell us what the state of the world and I guess us is yeah. going into next year so I, I love this question and I was I was thinking a lot about this last night in that um I think that you can you can almost judge the wellness of a population by these trends you know we're talking nearly half a billion people that this data is rooted in using Pinterest um, on, on a daily or monthly basis. And so straight after lockdown, you're right, it was all very much like, screw it, the world is still here, we're, we're, we're going to go out there. And it was quite hedonistic, I'd say, that year. I think then last year was more about recovery. It did feel like even things like free spirits, it felt like we were being kind to ourselves. We were, we were almost convalescing from the kind of shock that we'd had in the previous couple of years. This year, I've noticed, um, and, and this is not necessarily a Pinterest opinion, but I've noticed a kind of an aesthetic shift um, in common with all of these trends. It's been quite Y2K now yeah. for the last, I'd say, kind of five or six years. Most, in terms of fashion and beauty and even homewares, has followed a kind of a Y2K aesthetic. And if you look at some of the things that we've got um, coming out this year, it feels a lot more... It feels like we're going back a couple of eras, maybe. Maybe we're moving out of the 2000s and maybe back to the 70s. Yes. feels very resonant in these trends. Yeah, if yeah. you've got eclectic grandpa, you know, the idea that all the men in my life are going to start wearing cardigans. I'm really up for I'm that. I'm psyched for that. I'm yes. really up for yeah. that. Um, and and um, even like the metallics, um, the hot metal one, I can see coming out in, in my own Pinterest chrome finishes in interiors mm -hmm. whereas like blue eyeshadow chrome's been no for a long time whereas yeah. chrome was really big in the kind of 60s and 70s so maybe that started with nails chrome nails have been going on for like maybe about a year and now yeah. they're like let's just chrome other things and and that's what i love about pinterest and about these trends is the fact that it's not just one vertical or one use case and actually nails is usually where a lot of stuff starts really? yeah nails is still one of the hugest um things on our platform I'm now hiding my terrible nails for the camera. I'm okay uh, for once. <laughs> no, this is dreadful. If you look at, at something starting in nails, but then, gosh, I like chrome. I'm going to bring that into my fashion. I'm going to bring that into beauty. I'm going to bring that into home. And we find that everywhere. You know, last year, upholstery, um, reupholstering things was a big trend. But then we found that creeping into more brocades in fashion and more mm. that kind of thicker fabrics in coats and stuff. So... For me, a trend can can show up in one place, but actually over a year, it can start to kind of have little tributaries that go into other use cases, which is yeah. really fun for advertisers, I think, especially. No, definitely. 
Now, I was just having a glance over some of the trends because I've got the report up here. I think one of my favorites has to be head to glow. And this idea of us like, we've done our skincare renaissance. Like everyone knows what they're doing there. Now it's like time to sort out the rest of our bodies. Yeah, skin gross, everywhere really. else. <laughs> See that, that debate on TikTok where it was like, how often do you wash your legs? Like, do you wash your legs if you're not shaving your legs? And it just sparked this huge debate that now I think maybe that's somehow caused this. I'm thinking, okay, we don't just need to wash them, but we actually need to sort our whole yeah. body care routine. Well, I mean, who of us, has not seen a scary video where you see a woman with a perfectly gorgeous face and then the neck is yeah um again I think that's about I think it's about a one of the common themes that I'm getting through the through the trends is people having a lot more energy for looking after themselves yeah I think so I think that with the with the full body uh trend as well I think that we're we're through lockdown in a way that we're kind of in a place of recovery and actually looking to to new things I also think that maybe we, from an advertiser's point of view, it's such a great opportunity to kind of expand the skincare market, for example. Exactly, so, yeah. Yeah, you know, even from an MPD point of view, these trends can be really, really useful um, moving moving into 2024 and beyond because that, that one, I predict, is going to run and run and run. No, 100%. Like the, the value there for brands, as you said, product development, not just advertising and content, is absolutely that. I'm only slightly concerned as a consumer there'll be more things... I need to buy that you have to buy. <laughs> yeah. to stay to stay up there but um yeah we are in the interest of brands on this podcast yes, with the advertiser um, so hat it's on. great it's news great it's news. great news for you guys <laughs> I guess my next question I just want to dive deep into the report into all the trends starting with your favorites what are your favorites this year well, I do like eclectic grandpa, as I've said. I think that that's just an aesthetic that I'm very on board with. Yeah. And I think that what's lovely about that one is it's completely gender fluid as well. You know, yeah. it can sit across anything and any kind of mode of expression. So I really, really enjoy that one. Are people searching for retro streetwear, customised denim jackets is up 355%. That's a huge surge. Absolutely huge. I'm going to get a custom jacket. Well, what's what's so lovely about this as well is, you know, we, we're at the same time as we do, we look at all the data, we also speak to pinners. So we, we talk about the report being a blend between the art and science of, of trend spotting. The denim jacket point, um, Gen Z pinners use Pinterest for this wonderful fashion long game. So we talked to a guy in California a couple of weeks ago. He must have been 19, if that. And he was saying that he watched the film Dazed and Confused for the first time and is now obsessed with that fashion. And he has pinned all of the outfits, um, which again taps into the kind of eclectic grandpa um, phase, up to a board. And now it's his mission. And so everywhere he goes to shop, everywhere he's looking, he's looking for inspiration for that jacket so again if an advertiser can kind of join those dots mm. you know that, that that guy is not only going to find what he wants so there's utility there but the the connection that you've made with him as a brand to help him fulfill this long-held fashion design desire that he's yeah. got I mean I just think that's gold us 100 so, yeah. our listeners are sick to the back teeth probably of me talking about this <laughs> but that that is Pinterest point of difference right mm -hmm. like not only can you give them something so their searches are unbranded most yeah. of the time yeah and then you're not only giving them something that obviously you want to sell but actually what they're looking for mm -hmm. like you said people are actively searching they're trying to pin things of a certain aesthetic or certain type and if you can show up like whether you're serving them an ad or 
you know, whatever it is you're bringing to the table with, here you go. Yeah. They're just going to say, oh, amazing, thanks. Yeah. And they're probably going to buy it. Yeah, It doesn't exactly. happen anywhere else. Everywhere else, they're like, I'm just talking to my friends right now. Can you Yeah, stop bothering me. And they're like, have you seen, we've got 20% off and yeah. that's the rest of the, the situation there, but not on Pinterest. Well, we think that Pinterest has got this really interesting space. You know, we're not... We, we are known for inspiration and, and as you know that that's what that's what most people think I come to Pinterest for inspiration I think that people say that they're two and a half times more likely to find inspirational content on Pinterest than they are on any other social media network but what we think is the real sweet spot is that messy middle or we're, we're rebranding it as the magic middle um where it's about refinement it's about I've had this idea I've had this thought I've seen this inspiration but now I'm going to make it happen who can help me do that and obviously brands can help you do that so that ad that you're serving them stops becoming an ad it's it it, it is now a piece of very useful content to me that has a lot of utility to help me action my inspiration and I don't think that happens anywhere else I can't think you know you've got your Amazons down there fulfilling that last click that's absolutely fine they can do that but but we own that kind of messy bit or magic bit in the middle where a consumer is looking for something that a brand has and all you just need to do is put them together. And I and I think that happens on our platform and nowhere else. Yeah, 100%. Very well said. I'm going to take us on a nosedive now and just be like, Western Gothic? That's my favourite this year. Huge slay. I'm really up for that one. I mean, I'm a big fan of Gothic generally and I, I've been very into Southern Gothic recently and I like the fact that we're going onto the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really, really nice. I mean, the coasts have always cropped up, I think. There, there's been a real, again, I don't know whether that was a lockdown thing, but coastal, we had, um, you know, coastal core, coastal yes. grandma, coastal cowboy, all of that kind of, or cowgirl rather. Um, I, I do think that there's something about that kind of the lore of the coasts um, that seems to show up in Pinterest all the time. But yeah, that is a fun one. That is a fun one. 100%. Is that your Christmas party outfit for this year? Yeah, Eve? maybe. Although, I, again, it might have so ahead of my time. I wore cowboy boots last year as well. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, things like um, was it Western Mirror, Country Room Ideas, both seeing um, search increases over 100%. Yeah, some really big numbers there. I think another one I want to touch on is Inchstones. Mm. I really like this one as well because it, for me, it kind of harks back to alt bashes yeah. as we touched on. That one really struck with me because I did see that just being so prevalent and I was pitching it to every client I was like use this <laughs> I think it's really relevant but I like how this has sort of evolved like from that so I don't know what what do you think the nuances are between alt bashes which was 2022 and in stones um obviously now 2024 because they're both sort of about finding these micro moments to, yeah. to celebrate but it is an evolution it is an evolution and I I, I was thinking that to me, it, it signals that thing that I was saying about how trends kind of spread through generations and how they kind of change as different people take them on. Again, positioning this as not a fad, but a trend, you know, something that, that has life. If you looked at alt bashes, we were talking a slightly older audience. It was more kind of an older millennium, even stretched into boomer, I think. Mm. There was a lot of that. Um, I'm in that weird gap that has no audience, so I'm kind of in between X and millennial. Um, and it was definitely something that you were seeing with that generation too. It was more around divorce parties, 80th birthday parties, mm. you know, all of that, that kind of at that 
end of the scale. What I think has happened is that spread now through to a younger generation who are slightly more altruistic about it. And so they're looking at it more for their children or for their brothers and sisters or for the people, their friends in yeah. their lives. So it's about celebrating all those tiny little moments. I mean, I've had, I have a 13 year old. We celebrated her first school play with a party, which of course I was obsessed with Pinterest for. I was going to talk about when she got her first period, but she will kill me. So I'm yeah, not going to Yeah, she probably will. That. But I was, I was thinking know, my mind went straight it by. It is. You know? And I did. I went on Pinterest. She, she's not going to listen to this. I went on Pinterest and there was just such a wealth of amazing, really up-to-date, gorgeous content around things like that. So yeah, I think it's, again, it just shows the longevity of these things. And if you are going to invest in them as, a, as an advertiser, you shouldn't just be thinking about the TikTok I'm going to make about it tomorrow, yeah. but thinking about what is that really gorgeous, evergreen, utilitarian content that I can have that's also inspirational mm. that I can just let leave there for, for, for these people to find because people are looking for it. So yeah, really, I think Inchstones is really going to have legs and I think it, it can be done in tiny ways and, and giant ways as well, which is really lovely and accessible, I think, to lots of different yeah. people. No, 100%. I think it is one of those ones where it doesn't matter what vertical or category you yeah. sit in. Um, because it's about moments it's moments based and you can tap in you know if you're trying to reach people at certain times it's not like I get really sick of um, hearing okay well, let's reach them on the commute or let's reach them you yeah. know these really sort of linear times in their life or like when it's like purely split by age or demographic yeah, I think yeah. you know what are they actually going through in their life and then you know people would think things like moving house having a baby etc but what I like about this is even more granular it's like they're a plant mum now they've got a new tattoo like yeah um, and I guess yeah in, in Stones you said it's more about like the um, other people in their lives so thinking especially you know what they're um, um, their kids going through what are their pets yeah. like what's going on in their pets yeah. life I'm still sad we didn't see loads of pool parties I know I didn't get invited to a single dog <laughs> birthday party last year I'm really disappointed I do wonder whether that might have been a regional thing and maybe our um maybe, maybe. some other countries are slightly more pooch obsessed than the British are but actually that's not true um but yeah <laughs> I always wonder is there ever Maybe these don't make it into the report because they're all lovely and positive. But is there ever a trend that you see happening, even just from a personal perspective, that you think, oh, God, no, is this coming back? Is this happening again that you actually don't want to come true? Yeah, I mean, anything around Y2K fashion, I was personally quite devastated about. I, I'm not. I'm not ready for a low-rise jean. Um, no, I'll back never, in my life. I'll never, never do that. <laughs> never. Um, but actually seeing how Gen Z have reinterpreted that, you know, I really enjoy. There are some retailers that really jumped on that. And I mean, all retailers really jumped on that. And I like that. Um, the one that I am personally the least invested in, whereas every teenager I talk to is obsessed with um, and are becoming more obsessed with is our bee jelly. Um, because yes. I have a major phobia of jellyfish. And if they start oh turning God. up like Mushrooms Eve... <laughs> I'm not going to be able to go shopping. I'm, I'm not going to be able to enter the world of retail. Walking, like down the high street, like I totally don't. But then you know, even within, like you say that this this can work for lots of different types of advertisers. You know, I'm not necessarily going to have pictures of jellyfish on my wall. That would be hideous. But then you know, the texture, the the showing up. I, I'll happily buy some jelly yeah, shoes. Yeah, the iridescence year. of like yeah. their, like how how they look. I feel like that's sort of sort of started to creep through in like aesthetics and and things like that. Like with like from beauty to now people putting it in textiles etc yeah definitely the kind of the iridescence that kind of like mother of pearly type mm. colors that are coming a lot in beauty um so yeah so even in 
the the most phobia ridden trends for me. I can find a little nugget of gorgeousness. A, a silver lining or an ir- yeah. iridescent lining. An iridescent jelly jelly lining. One yeah. of them there is so a jellyfish haircut. That hopefully won't put you off too much because it's not very literal. But that's up 615% searches for jellyfish haircut. Like last year was a wolf cut. Jellyfish haircuts are going to be everywhere. And then next year it'll be people searching how can I grow out or yes. how can I style this really specific haircut that I've <laughs> How that can I've I do done. an updo with a jellyfish hairdo? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, certain trends in this that I can see just being very specific. So one of them was cafe core. And I know, like for me, coffee and the zeitgeist are always like one in the same. Whatever's happening in coffee is just such a, what's an indicator of your personality, yeah. like the, the coffee that you drink, like whether or not you have good coffee or like mm. crap instant things like that always seem just very, very connected. And we have influencers and creators like Emma Chamberlain, Chris Olsen, who are bringing out their own coffee brands. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's become a massive thing. What do you think something like Cafe Call, which is all about, you know, making these coffee stations at home instead of perhaps going to create a lead brand or going to a Starbucks or, or what mm. have you. What does that actually mean for real coffee shops and, and real brands? You know, when we start to see these trends that are largely influenced, I think, by cost of living mm. um, and people trying to find solutions at home, how, like, if, if you if, if Starbucks, for example, came to you, Pinterest as a partner, and said, we want to tap into this, but look, they're getting it at home, not here. Mm. How do you advise brands to sort of tiptoe and navigate around around yeah. that? Well, I think, first of all, is to take it seriously, I think, is is probably the first thing. I mean, cafe culture and the proliferation of of expensive gourmet cafe chains it is not new. We know that. We're not trying to claim that that's something that we've just noticed. But... um. But I think that that the cost of living is is hammering that sector. And I think that, you know, people are cutting back. That, that There are a few trends in here that really do speak to that kind of cost of living um, side of things. People are cutting back and they're looking to do so in ways that don't impact too much in their lives. So they yeah. still want the coffee. So arguably, I'd say that this is a boon for the Emma Chamberlains of the world, massive fan of Pinterest, by the way, um, who um, might want to provide more at-home solutions for people. And then I think that, you know, the likes of the the coffee chains need, need to start doing the same. Again, I think that a lot of the wonderful at-home services that happened during lockdown kind of went straight back away. But actually, yeah. I think that might have that might be a permanent change that people want nice things in their home yeah. as well as outside. As we were just saying, like a lot of people still work from home. Gosh, um, yeah. So there's some sort of cultural and real life elements that haven't gone away. But you're right. I think like what companies and brands have been what we're offering in that time has reverted um, yeah. in some cases. And then, you know, as an advertiser, you know, I'd be wanting to, to, to look at, at my audience and what else are they looking? And, you know, Gen Z we know are, are craving experience in a way we always say this about every generation but but particularly this lockdown generation are craving IRL we actually launched predicts in New York at a, a huge pop-up in in Manhattan and that's what Gen Z wants so if I'm Starbucks I'm like how am I bringing experience to my store if I'm uh, any of the the kind of hipster coffee companies like how can I actually attract people in because actually they're going to vote with their wallets and they're going to mm. get really lovely things and bring them home because the, the price of entry is just much cheaper no 100% I don't know if you guys are going mad for the pop-ups at the minute we love um, a pop-up 
outfit. And they always look amazing. I think I'm, I'm looking here, like we talk about, you know, more sort of home-oriented solutions or more cost-effective solutions, things like Give a Scrap, where, you know, it says boomers and Gen X are transforming basic tees into unique to me fits with whatever snips and shreds they can find. It just, again, I say it every year, just lovely wording throughout all Our of these Our copywriters reports. love the praise <laughs> that you heap on them every year, Eve. I always go back and I'll say keep Eve doing it. it. They keep earning it every single year. Tropic like it's hot. Come I know, on. it's so good. So good. <laughs> you should see some of the puns that did make it I'll send those over later oh yeah I love I love a long list <laughs> but yeah no I do feel like I don't think it's as sort of sustainability oriented as last year's report no. was last year we had uh was it trainscapes and then what was the one about um home home gardens people were making like home garden solutions like reusing water yeah uh, there was just there's lots of sustainability focused trends I thought last year but it was really in line with that more analog push mm. this year I feel like it's we're still caring a little bit but we're treating ourselves a bit more and I feel like a lot of the trends are really bold. Like mm. it's going more maximalism instead of minimalism. One of them, I think over in fitness, knockout workouts. One of my favorites. Um, yeah. Seems to be knocking out the whole yoga, Pilates, meditation yeah. thing. What do we think there? Are we, are we over our zen? I think we might be over zen a little bit, actually. I mean, it, 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 you know, what I find really interesting is that these trends don't mean that everything else has gone away. Yeah. You know, so, so just because we're, we might be doing a high impact workout, that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to stop doing yoga. But I do think it's signals a shift again I, I've got this maybe because I'm an old bird but I've got this um idea of 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 a, almost like a kind of a generational shift and this feels like it does feel a bit 70s in terms of the yeah. aesthetic of like bigger bolder you know high impact workouts big patterns it's gonna be wooden um, walls again yes, in no time. exactly well actually you know you're already seeing that aesthetic pop up in a load of um uh tv entertainment yeah. um last year's black mirror entirely looked like it was filmed in the 70s yeah it did um so you know pinterest daisy is, jones didn't help or well, that did yeah, help this a lot yeah, yeah absolutely so you know pinterest is of culture and pinterest reflects culture um and what people are coming to find like remember Pinterest isn't inventing these trends people are inventing these trends you know it's actual consumer power out there and it looks like people have decided to to, to go a bit bold um and and I love that for advertisers because I think it, it it means that we've got a whole new uh, a whole new set of creative considerations we can um think of the music we can suddenly start accessing mm. um yeah so I think I think if I was going to say to advertisers how to interpret them in a in an almost conceptual way, I, I, I do think that that boldness that you've identified is is definitely a common theme throughout the, the yeah, line. Definitely. One of our um, designers, Joe, he's always like so on it with up and coming trends and aesthetics and patterns. Um, and he'll be the first one to tell us. We'll be like, are you sure this is going to happen? And he's like, no, 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 trust me, trust me. Uh, but he's, he's always very on it. And I can imagine him getting really excited at the prospect of something like this. Even, you know, it could be any video that we're doing for any client. Mm. But when it comes to sort of how it looks and how it feels... I'm very excited for us to move away from a whole minimalist yes. black on white and flats and, you know, straight on and symmetrical world. I feel like, you know, more more texture, more personality. And I feel like it's the return of like individualism. Like you said, this comes from people. It's not something Pinterest is, is dictating. And I think a lot of it is is led by, maybe I'm wrong here, a younger generation where, mm -hmm. you know, they are 
obviously every young generation explores their identities when they are at the younger part of their their generation. But um, I do think it's nice whereby instead of just one thing like minimal, minimalism being the trend, they've got all these aesthetics and they'll they'll look at them all and Absolutely. they'll explore them all, they'll try them all and then they'll decide which one is for me and yeah. which one's mine. So yeah, there really is something for everybody. And you know, that's a life stage thing, Eve. Like we, we've always been like that. Mm. You know, like um, we, we had a really lovely thing at work where we were talking about a new product that's coming out, which I won't mention, um, but it's very exciting. And it it is very reminiscent of the decorating of your folder for college that you used to <laughs> yeah. do while cutting things out of newspapers yeah. and covering it with sticky back plastic. It's basically the digital equivalent of that. And that's always been part of, of your teenage teenage years and so as we get more gen z nearly half of our audience is gen z now it's our fastest growing audience and as these people come to the platform and they discover pinterest um they they start planning and we we kind of call them life architects you know they've got a plan and they're going to get there and so your dazed and confused guy he's going to buy that jacket Mm. we interviewed a girl recently who has a board full of yachts because she's going to be on Big the cover dreams. of Vogue. She's going to win some Grammys and she's <laughs> going to have a yacht. So she's already got a yacht aesthetic. You know, it is about what I want in my life at mm. that life stage. And I love watching them have this really powerful tool that is, by the way, safer and not toxic. And mm. they can see themselves be represented through their skin tone or their body size or their hair pattern. You know, what a, I, I would have killed for this as a teenager. I would have killed to be able to plan my entire identity somewhere and then take action on it in my life. Instead, I had to draw it and put it in scrapbooks. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. And it's something I loved just about Pinterest as a platform. And it's something Kate, your Kate, said to me. It's like this idea that everyone in your office has a one day board yeah, or something absolutely. like that. Where, you know, I forget what Kate said exactly. Like after retirement, she said, is it she wants to open like a pub or a B&B? Yeah. And she's got a board for that. I think that's really nice. It's though. really nice, yeah. If I can get a look at anyone's, I know a lot of people have secret boards. I'm one of those people. I don't know why I'm judging them for it, but I feel like having a look at anyone's boards or secret boards, you would just immediately know so much about them and where they're at in life and where they want to get to. Oh, it's yeah. very revealing. I mean, board stalking is genuinely one of my favorite board things stalking. to do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> really helpful at this time of year as well because you have yeah, ready-made Christmas yeah. wish list. Yeah. yeah, gifting. Yeah, definitely. No, 100%. Now we have we have touched on this a lot, but it's sort of the the theme of the day. But my next question was, how can any brand, regardless of their category, use these trends in their campaigns and content? I'll use one trend as a specific example because I think this one is another one that can be applied anywhere, like Instones, and that's big talk. Mm. Um, so it says twenty twenty four will be all about forging deeper connections. Um, Gen Z and millennials are driving the trend and they're searching for conversation starters and more intimate questions. So you've got things like hot seat questions up 825%. Uh, Deep conversation starters, deep questions to ask friends, um, questions for couples to reconnect and things like emotional intimacy. Uh, Yeah, I just I just love the idea of them going on this and this quest. But my mind's going immediately to something like um, like the Vogue 75 questions videos um, and things like that, like how you can turn these into content. 
Like some of those really powerful, I'm gonna chuff this up by forgetting the brand name now, but a beauty brand came out with a creator-led video series like halfway through the year. And it was called like makeup, makeup to makeup. It might've oh, been NYX, M-Y-X. Yeah, I think it was. And they'd gotten, um, I'm mentioning Chris Olsen again, but he had a very famous breakup with another creator. And that was an example of one of the videos they had them on to sort of makeup while mm. they were applying makeup. Things like scary. that, I feel like would be, yeah, really scary. Um, but yeah, like a content format, a content series informed by something like this, that sort of, you know, deep questions, like yeah. more more meaningful content that they want to see, basically. Yeah. Well, I think to your point there about it is, isn't it weird that people are coming to a, a platform and asking those questions yeah. and doing those searches? But the, the theory that we've got there is a lot of that particular, a lot of Gen Z say, that they kind of use Pinterest as an impartial best friend that knows them better than anybody else. And so I think that maybe it being a safe space, I do not want to type deep intimate questions into any other search engine mm. um, because I would be frankly terrified of what I would get back yeah. um, from an unmoderated <laughs> content <laughs> yeah. point of view. Um, and especially if my 13 year old or 14 year old or whatever mm. is doing that. So I think that there's a real trust and safety a point there of why those searches are coming up but yeah I was really thinking about this we, we provide a, a wealth of resources to advertisers um if you who obviously hopefully have your audience have seen the report there is so much information out there about how we can help you activate the trends both in Pinterest and elsewhere um so you know definitely our team can help and we have um, amazing creative strategists that can help you you do that for me big talk would be really about not shying away from uh, as advertisers having the hard conversations mm -hmm. with their consumers yeah. so back to your your coffee chain you know we know it's tough we've got your back it could be creatively as simple as that there was again I'm probably going to forget the brand now but um one of the banking brands did a, a talking competition uh, campaign last year I think it was um which was around people talking about money because nobody talks about money to one another was it Halifax yeah it feels like one I'm of those sure. brands I'm anyway. not sure. um but yeah so I think that I think it's about how can brands either facilitate those conversations how can brands aid in those conversations you know FinServe again nobody talks about money if I was a financial services brand and I saw that data I'd be thinking all oh, right there's something in that creatively or does that become a chatbot that I have on, on a particular platform or does that become some kind of functionality that I give to my call center? You know, mm. trends shouldn't just be at a marketing level, yeah. I don't think. I think they should be sewn through the operation of a company. If we are going to be having these big conversations next year um, or this year rather, and I'm confident that they will given our 80% uh, strike rate yeah. then I think the brands need to be part of those conversations 100%. too I do feel like this one like really makes sense again it's not um, it hasn't come out of nowhere it's something that's caused by societal situations mm. and as you said they really do predict the wellness of, of the world and, and what that's going to be I think on the money one our friend Richard Cook at Monzo made a really good point because he gets asked the same question all the time including by me which was like you know why why do people care about banks it's boring la la and he was like no people actually really care about their money yeah. I'm like yeah you're right like yeah, no shit really but he was like but people don't talk about it yeah. so that's a point of difference for mm. them um, but and yeah. they're scared of it and I think that those you know the Monzos the Starlings that the, the the kind of D2C banks, as I would call them, yeah. um, you know, they know that and, and they, they have positioned themselves as 
we are again going to be your best friend in terms of your finances and yeah. that's maybe where the high street banks uh, um, are kind of losing out no definitely I do think that's such a good point just in general of you know if this is a reflection of where people are at just not to turn a blind eye to that even mm. if it does mean doing something a little bit out of your comfort zone yes. or you know a little bit uh, new it's you know people want their experiences to be meaningful mm. Not, uh, it's not always in the interest of, of brands, I don't think, what is in the interest of the consumer. But. Oh, yeah. So over the last handful of years, have you been able to refine how it works for as a tool for advertisers? I know you said we sort of, you coach brands and advertisers who come to you on not just using it on Pinterest, but Pinterest and beyond. Is, is there a part of you, like micro question before the big question, is there a part of you that like just wants them to use it on Pinterest and you're like, I don't want to give you advice and they take and use it on bloody Facebook or? No, see, I don't <laughs> mind that. What I do, what I don't like is when it gets unattributed to Pinterest. But mm. um, yeah, no, I mean, I love when I see the trends go go wild um, because as I said before, you know, Pinterest is, is almost like the agent here. You know, we're, we're, we're not inventing these we are reflecting and we're we're helping package them for advertisers and we're helping advertisers understand how they might be able to um to access them i think the one huge difference in how this has changed is is we have a consumer facing element this mm. year so um what we've usually done is package up our trends and allow our advertisers to um work with them but actually they benefit Pinterest brand too. Um, so as I said, in December, we had a, a shoppable launch for Pinterest Presents, which was completely consumer facing in the UK and the US. We had a, all of the trends shoppable um, on the platform. So you can go in and you can buy your blue eyeshadow, Eve. You can get all your <laughs> jelly shoes and you will um, in the online store. But then also, um, uh, again, to, to kind of, meet Gen Z where they're at. We know that we knew that we wanted to have an experience. Experiences are going to be huge for Pinterest in the coming year as a brand ourselves. Um, and so we had the, the pop-up in New York. So we had advertisers be actually part of that event as well. So um, advertisers, I mean, multiple, but including Levi, Mac was there. So yeah, so there is an opportunity not just to take the trends and use them in 2024, but to be part of this big consumer moment. And we're hoping to do that even bigger again this year. Nice. The shoppable element is an absolute game changer. I love that. Absolutely. And the growth of people realizing, you know, that Pinterest is a place to shop. You know, yeah. traditionally Pinterest shopping awareness has been slightly lower. People come to Pinterest to find things and then tended to go elsewhere to, to buy them with it with a lot of social networks that haven't quite cracked that but again we see the joy of shopping being in that in that refinement stage we know people come for inspiration and they can buy everything on on pinterest is technically shoppable in one way or another but really it's it's what am i looking for for me and so if you really like the blue trends, we can provide you with a load of different ways that you can activate that blue and it might be as as i'm going to get the boldest blue eyeshadow or it might actually be that i might decide I might want a little bit more blue in my house. And even though it's a makeup trend, yeah. I'm actually into that electric blue and I might buy a little purse or something. So it, it works at every every level of shopping as well, from your kind of big ticket items to your nail stickers or your spot, spot stickers that the Gen Z are so obsessed with. Yeah, no, definitely. I have noticed, I'd say like in the last year especially, 
the more I'm searching for stuff on Pinterest, the more I'm seeing um, like more and more brands and more and more brand results popping up. So I know um, it's a big, big moment for shopping on the platform. I suppose in terms of Pinterest predicts then, if if I'm a brand coming to you, I don't know what category, coming to you guys and I say, you know, I love the report, I really like what I'm seeing here, What what's my next step? I guess, how would you guys work with that brand or company to um, help them reach the right people? But I guess, like, where, where does the advice sort of start and end? Does it tend to be focused around ads or is it, you know, does it extend to other things? So we've mentioned product development, for example. So increasingly more and more in that area. So we're, we're finding a lot of advertisers are coming to us for um with briefs that obviously do have an on-platform element that's yeah. what we do um but are also looking to, to kind of bleed out into other spaces as well so increasingly pinterest is is looking at the innovation budgets of brands and mm. saying how can we kind of show up in those spaces with you there are a few kind of spoiler alerts that i can't i will be murdered if i uh, <laughs> suggest but but you're going to see a lot more from pinterest as a brand working with other brands to kind of align how we can help consumers both within the platform and outside of the platform so not wanting to be too cryptic there um <laughs> no, give, give them like keep them wanting exciting. more like give yeah. them something maybe we'll come yeah. back later and tell you a bit more about <laughs> it um but yeah so so i think that you know at a very basic level we can target the people who are looking for this stuff mm. so you know we can we can find you the people who want blue eyeshadow um and if you're a blue eyeshadow manufacturer you you are away to the races and that that's super simple and anybody can do that they don't have to wait once a year for products to come out our trends tool is fantastic i know you you use it yourself um you can go in in there and see what's happening on a day-to-day basis we, we can also advise you creatively you know ads on pinterest are unique i think in that they are genuinely additive i can't think of any other advertising situation maybe out of home sometimes where you're kind of looking up and and, and engaging deliberately and do you think they blend in really well yeah. it's very rare and i like working in the industry think i have quite a savvy yeah. eye to, to spot adverts even on tiktok when it's made natively like I just know I've got six cents before I look down and see the little ad. I'm yeah, like, that's an ad. Yeah, it's an ad. Um, but I do feel like ads mm. on Pinterest blend in mm. the best, and I do get caught off guard more on that platform. I go, oh, yeah, and it's sneaky an sponsor. And I think one retailer that did this really well last year, I think, was um, B and Q. I don't know whether you saw the work that they'd done um, on Pinterest around the home front trend. Um, so home front was. I think during lockdown, um, everybody did their houses up. You know, we were all frantically rejigging our in- interior space. Um, and then after lockdown, we realized that our front gardens were a mess and that that curb appeal, as they say, had gone. So there was a lot of rising searches around, you know, new front doors or new front gardens or emergency front I wonder if that's because the whole of, I know they're, uh, they're not just UK, they are global, but in the UK, we did that horrible thing where we went out and clapped yes. on the street and everyone's seeing each other's front exactly. gardens for the first time. And thinking self-conscious about yeah, it for the first your wheelie time. bin storage is crap <laughs> you know uh so th- there was a huge spike in that and b&q just jumped on it and they did it so well and the the content that they produced i mean it's ads but the content that they produced for pinterest was so additive to uh, i actually personally did do up the front of my house last year and i found that content and i used it and i shopped from it and it met me as a consumer exactly where i where I was in the purchase journey, where I was in my um, 
aesthetic, you know, because it, it, it is such a great user being cured as a brand of our platform that it knew the kind of aesthetic that I was looking for and the algorithm served me the ad and, and happy days. So there's a wealth of ways that you can use it. We can give you the easiest stuff from an ad targeting point of view. We can advise you creatively. We can advise you at some of the blue sky stuff as well. I think we just want brands to kind of come along on the journey, really, because we, we, we know how valuable it is to be. Yeah, no, definitely. And I can vouch for that. The more, the merrier. Again, leads wonderfully into my um, next and final question, which is what kind of brands do you want to see sliding in to the mm. proverbial Pinterest DMs? Um, I know I sort of ask this every year, but I'm interested to see if it's changed at all. Are there any sort of categories and sectors that you don't see using Pinterest or turning to Pinterest solutions as often that you think you're missing a trick? Please come along. I mean, all brands, uh, <laughs> every single one. Um, I, I, I really think that this is in, in terms of the audience that they're missing out on by making huge assumptions about Generation Z slash Z. I think that if I was a Gen Z brand, um, don't get me wrong, we have loads of advertisers who cater for, for that. But I do think that advertisers en masse tend to think as more of a millennial platform. They think of your dream wedding, your dream house, all of those life stages that are slightly older. First of all, Gen Z are getting old, so or older rather. I know it's horrible. I Yikes. can't believe I've said that. Sorry, Eve. Um, I'm actually one of those in the middle ones, like you. I was born in '94, so I don't actually know where. So yeah, we're just us. somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Um, but you know, they are getting older, and their and their their searches and their habits of using Pinterest are changing as they start to buy their first flats or rent their first flats. Mm. Um, but also just. It's such a safe space for these people. They are so authentically themselves on this platform. The, the lack of those kind of social vanity metrics that other platforms have, the lack of toxicity, the fact that we do have amazing products that allow them to see themselves regardless of skin tone or body size or, mm. or hair texture, as I've mentioned before, reflected in the content on the platforms. Um, this is where they are, they're most them. Um, and we see that reflected in our quant, our qual, over and over again, our users are telling us this. If you have a brand that needs to tap into Gen Z, there might be another platform that you think is the obvious one to go for. And we all we all work with TikTok <laughs> and that's absolutely fine. But actually, I think you're missing a real trick. So I think that, you know, I see the users that we talk to, I see my daughter and her friends who come who come to this platform for something very specific, which I think is very rich for brands, which is exploring the people that they want they want to be and finding the products and the services that are going to enable that. You've got my daughter at 14, you've got her for life. So it might be an obvious pot to stick your your paid media in in another platform. Um but actually, I think that the real, true, authentic behavior of that generation is happening here. No, 100%. It's very, very meaningful, very well said, um, and a wonderful place to end it on. I don't think I can add anything more to that. Um, but yeah, I just want to say another huge thank you for coming on again. And then remind everybody that the report will be linked, and please go read it and use it all year. Um, not just at Christmas. I know I will be doing. Um, I'm shooting myself in the foot again because it's my own secret weapon. And now everyone at Social Chain, by the way, knows about it too. And I'm, <laughs> I'm losing my edge uh, in the in the ideas pitch room. I love whatever. it. And, yeah, I mean, and as I said, you know, we're we're really open to to partnering with brands to to do some really special stuff this year. So without wanting to open any floodgates, yeah, I'll definitely do it. slide in. Definitely slide into the old <laughs> pin DMs.
Well, there we have it. Another year, another not yet trending report down. And as I said, I do really love recording with Pinterest, but my favorite part of all of this isn't actually what I've just recorded, but what's gonna happen this year and over the next 12 months as I start to look at what content, things like window displays, runways and gardens are gonna start to look like based on these trends. And the only thing I can say to everyone listening to follow up that conversation is just go and read the insights for yourself. There are so many trends there to explore, far too many to go through in one episode, but there really is a trend for every single brand from automotive with the dirt flirts trend, travel brands or, or even hotel chains with the rest stops trend, um, and even finance brands with things like the cute coins trend. But as we talked about extensively in this episode, these trends are so flexible that you can apply them to your comms and content and even your innovation and new product development, regardless of what category you're in. Now, if you're not sure how to activate, the best thing you can do is speak to Pinterest, as Louise said, slide in, or of course, your favorite social agency plug. And thanks so much for listening. And we'll be back in a few weeks with Social in Six. Thank you.